Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast Episode 9, so Round 8 Review and Round 9 Preview. Yeah, I think so. It gets a bit confusing, but uh, hello everyone. Yeah, it's good to um, be back. It's another midweek recording, so we might have this up a little bit late, like last week, because it's another Skype uh, recording. Yeah, so... Uh, we might talk a bit about um, the fixture that came out. So it released the round 9 to 12 fixture. We'll also talk a bit about our games, Kangaroos and game. Touch on some players from other teams as well. Uh, but off the top, there's some sad news to come out a couple of days ago. Or was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday, Monday morning. So Shane Tuck, ex-Richmond player, had passed away, age 38. So... Do you remember him quite a bit from following footy the last probably 10 or so years? So, yeah, he was big around that um, mid to late 2010s. Yeah. So he played 173 games for Richmond. Uh, he was originally drafted by Hawthorne, but he got cut after a year. And then he played um, in the VFL or the a lower league. And then Richmond picked him up with a later pick in the 2008 draft, I think. And yeah. um, he did really well to play 173 games. Yeah, I think he's definitely one of those players that made the most out of his talent. Obviously, the father-son, his dad's the game's record holder. Um, oh, yeah. Now, second, second now, obviously, Brent Harvey's number one, Michael Tuck. So, um, yeah, good family legacy there. But Yeah, so unfortunate. So, apparently, he's been yeah, battling depression and, um, yeah, just some difficulties with his personal life. So, um yeah, very sad news. So I think he's a father as well, yeah? He... Yeah, I think that's that's who you kind of feel for the match right now. He's, I think his yeah. wife is estranged from, but obviously still married and obviously a couple of kids too. So feeling for them at the moment and yeah, condolences to them. Yeah, it's always sad when it, yeah, it, uh, it passes away. So I think Richmond, they're going to wear their black armbands yeah. this week. So, um, yeah, thoughts are with the Tuck family. Did you want to um, talk a bit about the... Fixture. It's a footy yeah. um, festival of football. I think festival they're calling it. Football. Yeah. So it got obviously announced yesterday. So around nine to twelve fixture. So we're obviously moving to footy seven days a week. So there's twenty straight days of matches and yeah, compressed into five day rounds. Um, I guess main talking points. Are, I guess how many matches you have in that stretch. So I think the Cats have four in fourteen days and the Pies have four in thirteen. Yeah, so there and uh, four teams, Frio, Eagles, Hawks, and the Blues, they've got a bye in between there. So what I think will happen is there'll be two sets of these sort of style um, yeah. um, fixtures. So this and maybe the next set, and then after that, leading into finals, the last couple of weeks might be a bit more um, traditional. Yeah, because so, obviously, yeah, obviously after this this four week stretch, you've got five matches left. So yeah, you've got to burned a bit of play with them. The Sydney teams have around 11 by two. So um, how do you think the Roos went with their fixture? Were you happy with that? Uh, to be honest, I don't really care about the fixtures. Like, um, you're already off, you're already off not, the not, because, not because how the Roos are going, but just the situation. Like, There's going to be winners and losers, and it's got, yeah. not going to be cool. So I, I don't think there's any point in looking at it in that much detail. Like, It's not like the start of the year where the fixture gets announced and then you can properly analyse it. Whereas here, like, it's going to be, you're going to get screwed over either way. Like, there's no, no one team's going to have the perfect fixture. So 
Yeah, I mean, I heard some complaints about Richmond being in Brisbane for four straight weeks, but not really a... I mean, they're in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're in Brisbane for four straight weeks compared to the MCG. So I think it's more interesting from, I guess, the list management point of view. So I think the last one, clubs were taking up 32 players. I think Ruse and a few other teams had to take up everyone because, yeah, the postcodes where players are living were locked out. So I think that's probably the, the thing to look forward to the most, where the teams rest either two to three players a match or I think Ken Hinckley threw it out there that 10 players might be rested a match. So I think, yeah, it's definitely the asterisk has been talked about, but it's definitely probably the biggest positive asterisk on a flag, flag in our lifetime. So um, and do you think um, so the game time has been reduced? So do you think uh, some coaches have wanted uh, substitutes and uh, more players on the bench or more rotations? Do you think the AFL should allow clubs to have those, um, yeah, restrictions eased a bit? Yeah, I, I don't think you can do it in season. I mean, that's the point of a list. Um, I guess injuries are going to happen. We've seen injuries so far on six-day, seven-day, five-day break. So I wouldn't imagine it's going to go down. Um, Substitution so interchange. I don't think you should change that mid-season because, um, yeah, just it's kind of like another asterisk to the season. You want to keep the rules the same. And 16-minute quarters, I think there's definitely clubs with younger players who can back up week after week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. So they've already reduced the game, game times. So yeah. I don't think they need to do anything more. Uh, I reckon it's about the depth of your list so and how you manage players. Like like the senior players like... Um, Ablett or Harry Taylor's Selwoods, they might not play the middle game. So then it comes down to yeah, the coaching and the selectors and um, the depth. So I think you've got to reward teams that have good management and good depth rather than um, allowing five on the bench or six on the bench. Yeah, I think there's never been a more important four-week stretch. Like rounds nine to 12 are normally not the, the makers of the premiership, but you'll see, I mean, Obviously, you mentioned Selwood. So Selwood obviously got injured the week before mm-hmm. last. Um, yeah, Danny and he's durable as well, so he yeah. rarely gets injured. So it shows you, like, it's, you're sort of starting to see the toll it's this um, unprecedented season is having. Yeah, yeah so da- Dangerfield is a prime example. So Dangerfield surely won't play all four matches in a row, even though Selwood's out. Um, Ablett's obviously away as well, so you'll. Kind of get a test. I don't think those star players, like I don't see Dusty Martin playing for, for, for all of those four matches. Um, mm-hmm. Younger players probably, but yeah, I'd struggle to see the star players for playing all four matches. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see um, to see how it's managed and um, even seeing like young debutants and kids getting again. So you might see like a few like hidden gems sort of um, emerge. This next block yeah, of games. Good, good segue. You, you got a few to mention with your game review. I know you don't want to do the game review, but <laughs> yeah, I do. And the Richmond players. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so Saturday night. It feels like a while ago now, but yeah, didn't have too many um, hopes of causing an upset, even though Richmond are undermanned. Um, uh, but so were North, and um, j- even during the game, yeah, we had a couple of injuries. So. 54 points was the margin in the end. And um, I felt like 
yeah, Richmond, they were good without being excellent. And um, we were uh, we were bad, but not like terrible, not yeah. awful. Um, like some positives were like uh, we had more possessions. We had eight more possessions, uh, 12 more clearances, and 10 more contested possessions. So um, normally those are pretty good indicators. But the inside 50s is where we had got slaughtered. So we had... 28 inside 50s, and I think we had one in the first quarter. So you're not going to win uh, too many games having uh, not uh, forwards not seeing the ball like that. So how was the uh, efficient, efficiency going inside forward 50s? Like we've seen GWS win with 25 inside 50s, but uh, it's not even efficient. Uh, efficiency was uh, poor, I suppose. Yeah, like you just got to get it in there. Like start with that, and then worry about efficiency. But um, we weren't doing that, so. Um, and yeah, good games from Higgins. Uh, Walker was played forward. Uh, McDonald did a all right job on Martin. Um, Rich, Rich Shaw, he did like um, move the magnets around a bit. So you saw players starting in different positions. Uh, like I said, Walker was forward and um, Pittard was also forward. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and Ta- Curtis Taylor was good again. Goldie was solid up. And Simpkin got injured early again. Um, injury, but playing Um, yeah, it comes down to the usual suspects not performing or not pulling their weight. Uh, ben Brown like, out of form, a bit easy on early on, but now yeah, you can tell he, he's not kicking goals. Um, and yeah, he's out of contract, and I um, his name was thrown up. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think I've listened to a few. Yeah, I've been listening to a few. Trade. Yeah, um, listened to a few. Breaking up a bit. Sorry. Yeah, I know we're both breaking up. That's uh, give it a few seconds. Um, yeah, I think the, the talk is that yeah, they're they're throwing Brown's name out there from the Roos' point of view. Now, what do you think? I guess if you got, what would you want from him? Or would you would you consider trading? Is probably the more Pertinent question. First, yeah, first, um, this this is reported by Croc Media, I think. That's Hutchison's company. So, I don't know. I really question the credibility of the source because this is a, if it came from an, if this is true, then it's pretty big news. And I'd be pretty disappointed if um, a kangaroo's inside a leak this or even if it is considering it. Like, yeah, we don't have. Too many and Brown will be because he's out of form. A lot of players, uh, yeah, lose form, and he's been one of the most. He's been the most consistent goal kicker in the last three years. So I think yeah, he's a bit of um, yes. So and uh, yeah, what he brings on the field and off the field is important for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if we could get like a top ten pick uh, and key forwards are. Uh, the hard players yeah. fine. When you have a good one, like an uh, all-Australian quality one, you don't want to give him up too easily. So he's obviously coming out of contract, and I think you got you, you, you got a few players out of contract, nearly half your list. Yeah, I think um, Brady Ross, any um, decisions, some decisions. Uh, yeah, we'll see his first team, but he couldn't be first were in contract. But uh, I think he's got to make some guys being on the injury list. For most of their careers, almost like guys like um, Jacobs, Taylor, Garner, 
Edwick as well as even Magic. Really, if he doesn't get on, so I think their futures are definitely yeah are in doubt. So need to clear these guys off the books. Um, yeah, and get young players in or trade for like players because yeah, these players I mentioned they're beyond decent money. Like even though they're injured, it's still beyond uh, pretty good money. So just, yeah, if we can get rid of those and then bring in fit players, um, and our on-field performances should increase. So, yeah, this massive injury list is the reason why we're sitting 17. Yeah, yeah and uh, just uh, I want to touch on um, Hayden, uh, Kyron Hayden. Uh, he went back with the courage and he got absolutely knocked out by Lynch. Did you see that hit? Yeah, it was a... I think it was brutal. Yeah, whether it's stupid courage or mm. brave courage, I don't know. But, yeah, it was unbelievable he did that. No, yeah, it was good for a um, yeah, I was ha- I was um, proud of him, yeah. So for a young kid in his sixth game to do that, um, and, yeah. Uh, and he said he'll do it again. So I think um, yeah, some of the senior players should take some yeah, some courage because I, I I could never imagine like Sean Attlee doing that. So yeah. <laughs> so I think um, yeah, he'll improve as well. He's he's like he's having it. He's showing glimpses, but he's turning the ball over occasionally. So. I think we just got to persist with guys like that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I think we play... Who do we play this week? Gabba. I think Carlton. I think we have Carlton. So, yeah. it'll be a tough challenge. But um, And the, and the Blues are improving. So, um, this leads on to your game. So, um, yeah, Carlton will be a quality opposition. Move on to the Port-Carlton game. So, obviously, we all know what happened at the end. Uh <laughs> I watched um, a bit of this game actually. It was a really good game. It was um, attacking, free, free flowing, and um, one of the more exciting games of the year. So um, uh, it was close. So that's the uh, yeah, other positive. So obviously. yeah, I mean, it, I mean, there's talk it was game of the year. I think the first quarter was yeah, really good. It was pretty fast for you. Like we kicked the first three, and then Blues kicked I think four in a row. So. I think the in-game coaching adjustments from Kenny and his team, I think the last two weeks, so with GWS, we were kicking it to Westhoff and Jixon flying for the same ball. So at three-quarter time, Westhoff got moved back. Um, and, yeah, the efficiency going inside 450 for the last quarter, yeah, enabled us to run over run over the top of them. And then I think the Blues transition in that first quarter, they're, they're really actually exciting teams. So I didn't actually catch the, the Bulldogs game, but, yeah, they look like the real deal. So I think every time the ball got turned over, they just swept the ball the other and it kicked pretty much four goals in a row. But obviously the adjustment from Port was just to control the pace of the game after that. I think so Brett Montgomery, so he's the defense coach. The way he uses his defense, so he pushes our defense as high up as possible, trying to cram the ground. But that I guess that leaves us susceptible on the other end when there's a turnover. It's just easy to get um, goals out the back. So I think we push back a little bit and then, yeah, we really control control the game from there. So I think it's probably a reason why Dougal Howard was let go as well because I think size is really irrelevant for our defence. Like we had McKenzie playing on Harry McKay and Harry McKay was really good with three goals, but he didn't kick five or six. And I think that's what I think Montgomery's yeah. preaching, preaching to the defence. So do you think this will stand up against a team like Richmond who've been the sort of benchmark yeah, I think it really depends on the efficiency of our boys. If we're turning the ball over like we have the last few years, 
because the defense is so high, you're going to get goals out the back. Like Jenkins, Jenkins, Jenkins Josh Jenkins kicked about 50 of those. So you don't want that. I think the adjustment. Probably, yeah, I, yeah, I think the adjustment's probably just moving the move, not pushing them as far as far high up the ground. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the question mark. I think whether Jonas Cleary and yeah, Mackenzie can beat a Lynch and a, and a Rewalt when they're fully fit because they're both not fully fit at the moment. So, um, yeah, while we're on the defence, I think jo- Jonas played his best game for the club. We heard Chad Corns on the radio the other day said, likened him to Primus, the players walked while playing with him. And I thought, um, while we're talking the best games, I thought, yeah, Sam Walsh, that was his the best game of his career by far. He did it. Yeah. Um, one of the poor players kicked it into your forwards and he went yeah. back with it. I think he took a chest mark, it might have been. Yeah, but, um, mark of, I don't know whether him or Hayden have got mark of the round, but those two should be, yeah, up there. Because he was, in- yeah, it was, it was like a um, rewalt, um, Brown esque, that sort of courage. So, yeah, um, I didn't think it was in his part of his game that, um, courage part. I thought he was more that aerobic beast, but um, yeah. no, he had a very, yeah, um, got a lot of the ball and, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's been the question mark on him whether he has, like you said, any other parts of his game apart from yeah the the aerobic capacity. So two goals, obviously the defensive work to take that mark. So another high draft pick, um, I think it was pick number five, Sam Petrescu Seaton. Uh, I saw he, uh, when I watched it, he did a couple of good things at the ball, like his delivery inside fifty yeah. was like spot on. Did you did you see that? Yeah, I think even in that last two minutes of the game. So he had a, he kicked it to Gibbon. So it was four or five players around the ball and he just slowed the game down and kicked it to him. So yeah, they just got to get the ball in his hands more. He didn't really touch it too much in the game. He yeah, doesn't get too um, possession. So um, yeah. maybe they've got to, because sometimes you need the teammates to give you the ball. So like, I know everyone should be able to win their own ball, but um, maybe some teams just got to adapt to like know which players you want to be kicking, so yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you think of Gibbons? By the way, did you notice him? Yeah, so he had a good. He was. I mean, the first quarter he was really good. Even in the last quarter, he hit up McKay, um, kicked that set shot goal, which put him in front. So he's. Yeah, he had a really interesting year last year because he was criticised a fair bit because he was. I think he was pretty much the one out forward a lot of the time, just with the way Bolton structure yeah. was, but. Yeah, I think he's definitely worth persisting with. His ball use has improved. He's yeah, touched the ball a fair bit as well. So um, Yeah, I think uh, I've seen Carlton. I've been impressed with him. I think yeah, getting Eddie Betts and Martin have yeah. has helped because he doesn't have to play that small forward role. So yeah. he must be playing the natural game. So he's been good. Um, and uh, the, another player is um, Harry Mackay. I thought when I watched it, he was um, pretty dominant. Yeah, I think he's, I mean, three goals obviously against McKenzie, but I think in a couple of years' time, he'll turn that day into five or six because he's um, yeah, it's pretty unstoppable, really, when he marks the ball at the highest point. Like, no one can get to him. He's a bit like the King brothers and uh, Mason Cox when he's on. So, yeah, really impressive. And his brother actually had a good game against Lynch. Yeah, we should mention that. He played his first game uh, in a while. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was only spoiling, but he was getting to the contest and doing that. So... Um, but yeah, Harry looks a gun. So I wonder if like Harry McKay can he can he play two games, like play for us and Carlton? <laughs> like, you pay him more and just um yeah, no one would know. It's like it's like the King King Brothers. Just have yeah. Harry playing 
kangaroos. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, you you want to talk a bit about a second year player for you guys, and it's not Connor Rosie, so and he's having a good year. Yeah, Connor Rosie's actually been quiet since the showdown. So Zach Butter, so I think he's, I think Bailey Smith's the most impressive second year player, but I think Butters is nearly rivaling him. So he's added defensive running to his game. Um, marked a ball on the goal line in the last quarter to set up that last attack for us, which led to the Robbie Gray goal and um, had a good tackle um, to holding the ball too. So he's getting a lot more of the ball and he's yeah been really impressive. I think he was the less talked about of the three draftees last year, but yeah, he's really stepped up. Yeah, no, it's good. They're doing pretty well. Like second year blues is the thing that I think some, fans anyway we like we think about but um yeah he's definitely not showing any um might go on to um, how dominant was um dixon because um i saw i didn't see mo- um, many of his goals because i was like switching in and out of the game yeah. uh, but saw him come off the bench and he looked like he was about to die <laughs> did you see that yeah so he kicked three goals for us it was a bit like the eagles final in 2017 where he could have yeah, grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and just made it um, a poor win early in the fourth. But, yeah, three goals, four. Uh, I think six contested marks against Liam Jones, who probably should have been switched. David King was calling for it the whole day. Um, but Weedering, yeah, he's had no one-on-one defeat for the whole year. So probably a bit of a question mark why he didn't get switched on to Dixon for a little bit because that was the difference probably in the end, apart from the, the last goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, and also uh, Sam Mays, I think, played his... Was this his first game? His debut yeah. before? He was a, yeah, I'm surprised he did. Yeah, he's, oh, he was in the circle at the end, so that was his first game for the club. Didn't play a game last season. Um, he was really composed. Obviously, he hit up Robbie with a pretty clean pass with yeah, 20 seconds left. Yeah, so he was a former first-round pick and he played for Brisbane. So, uh-huh. yeah, he, I mean, if you're a first-rounder, you must have some talent. So, uh, it's good to see... Him play so, um, yeah, that's a good thing about Port. You're not only relying on these um draftees, you've got like, the McKenzie's, the Motlops, and um, yeah, now May sort of giving you guys something to yeah. and also Laddams. And that guy, he's um, I think he rocked for you because Lysette wasn't playing, yeah. I think Lysette's out for another couple of weeks, and I think Laddams, the interesting thing there, I think he's he's a ruckman that actually gets handball receives. Um, which you don't really see. You normally see them yeah, giving it off to the midfielder. So his foot skills are pretty elite for a for a ruckman. Yeah. We were chasing him actually last um, trade period. So um, yeah. outside of the states, um, no, he looks good. And um, Robbie Gray, how did you um, feel when he had the ball at uh, 45? Yeah. Yeah, can't say I was confident because he missed an earlier one a few minutes earlier. Easier, and he's, I think the one criticism on his career has been his set shots. But, um, yeah, once he kicked it, it went yeah, straight through the middle. Yeah. didn't look like missing. But uh, And also, yeah, why did he handball, like, the one in the goal square to Marshall? <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, I slammed my bathroom door when that happened because I don't know why. I think he said he thought Marshall was running into the goal, not going for the snap. So, but either way... Should have kicked yeah, it himself, but Marshall should have nailed it. So it's not, not an excuse. Yeah. yeah, I think Marshall was the most happiest <laughs> when the siren went. Yeah. yeah I mean, after. All right, we might touch on some hot topics then. Do you want to start off? Yeah, so 
Obviously, you mentioned the Dusty Luke McDonald uh, matchup. So he, he got yeah. a fine and he didn't get suspended. Do you think anything should have been done at the tribunal? What happened was like there was like, there was a bit of niggle, and then Martin gave him like a punch to the gut, and McDonald fell. So uh, on the um, telecast, it wasn't that much of a um, uh, a video. There wasn't much of a what do you call it. It wasn't recorded well. <laughs> it wasn't captured well, I suppose, on the camera. But um, yeah, we punched him and he fell. And then this was similar to the um, Zach Merritt's hit on Silvani, where he just threw an um threw an arm, and Silvani was he had the footy and he was kicking it, whereas McDonald and we, this was off the ball. So yeah. if the AFL like to give suspensions for punches, like in like in play, then they have to like punish punches like when the ball's nowhere near you. So yeah, yeah. I think it's another sort of case the AFL trying to like protect the stars. Uh, so yeah, a bit disappointed in the AFL. Yeah, so because yeah, if it's if we're punishing actions now, um, uh, which are because of the concussion stuff, then why wasn't this punished? So yeah, it's my take. Um, I might ask you uh, with the Giants. So it went down to Brisbane, um, a game they probably should have won because it was yeah. at home. But do you think they'll ever live up to their talents? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think based on their list, they should have should have won a premiership. Now you can say that about most clubs. But I thought, yeah, Delidio's comments saying that they play as individuals and not as a team when they get when the going gets tough. That's pretty, yeah, insightful. He's been there for the last three years yeah. at least. I mean, yeah, that should, some players should take that personally. I think. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, in saying that, they're the only team to win a final in each of the last four seasons. So Cameron's pretty safe. I think they've said he's contracted the next two years. They're going to do that once COVID strikes. But yeah, it's it's up in the air. They've got to win a premiership, I guess. That's the that's the standard. Yeah, I think they should aim to, yeah to get one. Yeah, and this is um Jerry Cameron's still out of contract, so it's a free agent. So um, yeah, it's the other Cameron. Um, so. They'd want to um, lock him up, I think. Otherwise, the Collingwoods and Essendon's might come knocking on his door. Yeah. Uh, speaking of promising tours, uh, Team English, do you reckon he's the most improved player in the game? Yeah, I think it's a resounding yes. So he was the first round pick after the Dogs won the flag. So he obviously wasn't required for the first couple of years. He got mauled by Grundy three times in his first 30 games and obviously had that in round one too. But his, his hands for a ruckman, I think you've probably seen the highlights where he's yeah, yeah. tapped it behind his head to Bont and then picked yeah, up a one. grand ball just in one in one motion. So, yeah, I think he's been good. So, in his draft here, he grew like 20 centimetres or something ridiculous yeah. in the past few months and then he was midfielder and then he became a ruckman. Yeah. yeah. And he looks like the Ken doll, like the Barbie doll, the Ken. Yeah, the Ken the said that on the radio. It's just really funny. Yeah, be have you heard him do an interview? I've never heard him do an interview. Have you? He's like the most unfootball sounding guy ever. So he's um yeah, he sounds <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, I can't give it justice how he talks, but yeah, he's he seems like a good smart kid. Yeah. So I'll, I'll ask you. So who, who, you think uh, Hugh Greenwood's the best recruit in the AFL, or do you go any other candidates? Yeah, this is interesting. We talked about recruiters the year, and I um, said uh, Martin, Jack Martin, last week, I think. But um, yeah, Hugh Green was being just as good, I think. Like, um, 
yeah, what he's giving them in terms of clearances and tackles and just that big body inside, it's making a massive difference. So, and you can see it with their performances and the overall competitiveness of the goal goal sucks. So he's been a, and he they didn't have to pay like too much in terms of draft pick. So, yeah. um, I think they should aim for that tactic again. Look for another player similar, That's and also. Right. Uh, yeah, um, again, there'll be another big play in the draft as well. So yeah. that's a good call. Most informed player. Okay. Petrarca's like getting a bit of um, headlines. Yeah, I think he's probably the most informed. But you've got, I mean, Goldstein's been mentioned in the same breath. Lockie Neal, Charlie Dixon. You can probably mention Max Gone in there too. Um, yeah, no. There's a few. Yeah, I can throw in Travis Burke and Jack Steele as well. Who yeah, we yeah. touch on a bit later. Yeah, Seals, um, he's sort of under the radar sort of player, but he's such an important player. Um, second second in the coaches, both, too. Yeah, okay. We might, yeah, let's just preview the, which game did you want to preview? This, let's do down Port Adelaide and um, Carl. Uh, yeah. Because I don't yeah. think I'll get this up by tomorrow. So tomorrow's fun. Yeah. So we've got, yeah. More games on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, support me, sons, yeah. Ah, thanks. Sorry, Saturday night at home. So the Dougal Howard Cup. So we'll hopefully see him play against Charlie Dixon. I think that'll be a pretty fascinating matchup. The um, Ryder Cup. <laughs> oh yeah, right, Ryder Cup too. So um, yeah, we'll see if Ryder plays. Actually, he obviously played the other week, so I think he's probably crucial. You don't want to get Marshall playing seventeen games out of seventeen. You probably look to rest him in the next. Could Ryder play defense? Could Ryder play in defense? Could Ryder play? Defender. Defender. I don't think he's mobile enough. He can definitely pitch it forward, but I don't think he'd. I don't think he's like a McAvoy that has the. <laughs> a okay, right. I was wondering, yeah, like if you guys are short down back, then maybe he could help. But um, yeah, you say height's not that important. So this will be a good test then, because yeah, Max King's really tall and really good. Yeah, exactly. So I think. Be a huge test for us. Obviously, you got Marshall or Ryder playing up forward too. If they stick with the two ruckmen, I think Derzon might take Hill on the wing. I think Hill's obviously had a lot, quite a couple of weeks, but he's pretty critical if he starts getting more of the ball. And yeah, like you mentioned, Jack Steele. I think he'll go to Boke. I think he's tagged mm-hmm. the star star mid in every in every contest. So I think oh, obviously going to tip Port to win, but hopefully it's a pretty pretty good game. And I mean the Saints yeah, are in like two weeks yeah, in a row. Yeah, what is it like a top? This potential two finalists. So, um, yeah. uh, and the Carlisle's been really good this year. I think a bit underrated too. So I think if he goes to Dixon and keeps him um, right. modest score, then um, more pressure we would be put on uh, Marshall. So yeah. uh, I don't know who takes Yeah, Google Howard might take Marshall. And um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. And Steel, yeah, like you said, might go to Boke. That's probably the key, the key matchup. But yeah, I think Max King is a danger because yeah, we we struggled against the tall, the tall forwards this season. Yeah, and um, Motlop hasn't done much again, so he might be yeah. due for a big one again. I know I said that a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, he's actually he rolled his ankle, so he's actually been ruled out with Ryan Burden, who yeah continues to not be able to string together games. Do you have a Jack Watts update? Do you know what's um, yeah, I was I was pushing for him to get selected. Um, yeah, when not when when Dersma went out. So yeah, I think hopefully um, he gets gets a game this season. 
um, not this season, this round, because I think he's, he's due, because he definitely need that depth and, yeah, some good ball use coming out of the back line. Maybe maybe put him half forward to replace Motlock, because I think that's probably a like-for-like like in terms of ball use and, and class. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll tip Port Adelaide just because it's at home and... Um... Yeah, I wonder if the Saints stayed there because um, they must have stayed in Adelaide. I think, I think they're flying fly out. Oh, okay. That's a bit annoying. Um, they're, they're based in Noosa at the moment, so I could be wrong there. Yeah. get scheduled to play two games in the same oval. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. And it's prime time. Yeah, it'll be on TV. Um, all right. You want to wrap it up, man? I probably won't talk about the kangaroos I think we've gone over time yeah hopefully you can snap the five game winning streak and losing streak and get on the board again yeah I, I don't know I just want to show something show some fight and uh, don't mind finishing around the bottom it's a short year so get a grab a Petrarca grab a Max King whatever finish low <laughs> and yeah I know it's not uh, guaranteed but yeah we need more talent talented youngsters alright cool uh, hopefully I get this up hopefully the recording is good apologies if it's not yeah okay. fingers crossed uh, we'll catch you guys next week yeah